This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we've packed a number of shows together to give you some highlights. I know you're going to enjoy the show. Thank you for being with us today. Our guest is Ryan Grony. Thanks for being on the show, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Whitney. I appreciate it. Ryan is a full-time mobile home park owner-operator that focuses on value-add and turnaround communities in the Midwest and Southeast. His current portfolio has grown to seven parks, totaling 300 lots. Ryan also serves as the Director of Operations for Buckeye Communities, where he oversees operations of over 400 lots spread across five parks in Ohio and Michigan. Ryan, welcome to the show. Congratulations first just on your growth and success in the mobile home park business. I want to hear a little about your story from corporate America to this commercial real estate space and business and mobile home parks. And let's dive into you know mobile home parks specifically and just how you've grown that, that business and brand. Yeah, well, I appreciate first, you know, having me on the show and um, longtime listener. I'm happy to add value where I can. It's been a long road. It's not been, you know, all, hey, I'm here. I'm a full-time mobile home park investor. It's been, as you probably know, that path is not as clear cut and not as clear as what uh, everybody portrays in books and podcasts and, and conferences and all this other stuff, right? Hey, you know, go buy a house and house hack it and live free, right? Everybody loves bigger pockets, but... It's good, but it's, you know, it's sometimes maybe too much. Long story short, went to school, got a finance degree, played baseball in college, you know, wasn't really a good student, was more focused on athletics and, you know, maybe a little bit of partying here and there, kind of like everybody, right? Got out of college, went to a relatively good school, got a finance job right out of school. And I had read Rich Dad Poor Dad in college. And I had that kind of like in the back of my brain, like, what am I going to do? Is this forever? You know, the goal was basically to, to work, earn a high salary with my finance job, and then put that money in like a side business or buy some real estate, buy a duplex, you know, start small and kind of scale up. That didn't start happening, right? Because, you know, next to nothing, you make, you know, I think I made 38 grand my first job or something like that right out of college. And then obviously we had bonuses and it was stepped up pretty quickly. But I actually, after four years of, you know, working the same job, not being promoted, kind of having new bosses and working for a Fortune 500 company, I realized this is not going to work for me. So I actually got asked to leave my first job. Um, most people, you know, they quit their job. I got asked to leave because they had found out that I was moving cities and it just was not good timing at all. It was not for me. I'm not a get there at eight o'clock, stay till five type of person. While I don't mind working, I was not like we had to be there at a certain time and I'm just, just not my personality typically. I'm always five minutes late. Um, I'm rarely early. It's just a flaw that I have. I was in Cincinnati, moved to Cleveland, got another job. Got asked to leave that one because it was like a small company. We had lost some customers and it was more of like a layoff situation. But And then I just happened to know a couple guys that were buying parks together. We had looked at buying a couple of parks together, really, really never connected. And then that's where I joined Buckeye Communities kind of as their operations director. Got me into the industry and allowed me to oversee operations on the large scale on how to run multiple parks, different ways, and how to scale something. And also how to be a part of a team that was didn't really have a corporate culture, right? It wasn't, you know, get here at eight, leave at five. You can't have any facial hair. Uh, you got to wear a suit every day. That right, really dry culture. It was more hands-on. And then at the same time, I was buying my own parks. So that was three years ago. I've been full-time for about three years now. As the operations director, it was a part-time gig. It wasn't full-time. It's still not full-time. So it wasn't full-time pay. So, you know, when you're buying real estate, 
it might cash flow, but when you're buying turnaround real estate, it does not cash flow. So I was like walking dogs. I was doing everything. I was like selling stuff from my closet. I mean, I was selling stuff that maybe I had too much excess of. I mean, I was living very frugally. Luckily, I was living at home for the first part of my career. And then I also haven't had kids. So it's allowed me to do a little bit more and live a little bit more frugally than some others, right? So my financial freedom number is a little bit lower than others. That's basically, you know, my story in a nutshell, had to do some soul searching along the way. I just turned 30 this year and was, was kind of just my, I remember just days where I would go into the the office and I'd be like, just literally like drained. I felt soulless. I mean, every expression and every cliche out there that was happening to me. So that allowed me to kind of, you know, I guess, push to get out quicker. And that's kind of how I stumbled upon mobile home parks. Getting asked to leave or fired from a position or a couple can seem like a bad day to most people. But a lot of times that's when it really pushes us to go search for something else, right? It motivates us or we have to. Uh, we have to go find something else. You became the director of operations at Buckeye Communities uh, that opened your eyes to mobile home parks. So how I stumbled upon mobile home parks. So back in twenty. 14, 23, 15, when I got out of college, I had already known I was going to buy business. I looked at laundromats, car washes, duplexes, single families, small apartments, everything under the sun, right? And then my dad was like, hey, you know, you got a little bit of cash. You know, my dad's a contractor. He's like, I'll help you flip a mobile home. Let's let's go check some out. Let's go maybe like a live-in flip or something in a nicer retirement community. Wasn't age restricted. Looked at doing that. It was about 20 grand. Didn't end up doing it for whatever reason. Looked at a couple others, didn't do it. And then we just started chatting, you know, hey, kind of who owns these things? That's kind of how my brain kind of works sometimes is like, is just being in that mindset, right? Looking for something. And I, and I kind of found it, right? My eyes were peeled back. I started doing all kinds of research, went to a boot camp, read everything under the sun, met everybody. Still to this day, I still try to do the same. And that kind of what peeled back the layer for me. So I've never owned any other asset class, any other anything. I've only bought, you know, mobile home parks. And with mobile home parks comes other real estate. Like I've owned single families, apartments, garages, storage units, vacant land. With mobile home parks, it's a weird asset class. But that's kind of what allowed me to open my eyes. And then the financial numbers of it, the supply and demand of the overall um, economics of parks, and just the less management intensive with, you know, when your parks are all tenant owned homes really spoke to me. It just jived with my personality. So that what started. And then I joined Buckeye and that is what opened my eyes on how to really run a park. Because when you just buy one asset, it's, you can get away with being lazy. You can get away with doing certain things. So when you have five, six, 10 parks and you got employees and you got different tenants and you're moving in homes, doing this, doing that, and you are the property management company as well, there's a lot of moving parts. So, I mean, it's, it's all hands on deck and, and, you know, Obviously, we, we do control our time and, and some of our money. But with that, you know, you still have to, to work to, to get your investment right. So speak about getting your first mobile home park. So it took me years and years. I had a couple under contract from 25 to the time I was 28. I looked at parks. I called parks. I mailed parks. If you tell me a park in the Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky area, I know it. And I know the owner because I built my own database. I didn't have a lot of money at the time. I was building my own database, learning everything I could. I just by chance happened to to connect with somebody. They posted on like a Facebook group, I think, hey, we're assigning this park, 75 units down in Fayetteville. And I ended up just kind of partnering with some people that I had known a little bit. We all had some money. We all had a little bit of experience. I actually ended up partnering with some people that has done apartment syndications. And we still own that to this day. It was a 
a value add and a huge turnaround. It had contaminated well water, which I don't recommend buying on your first property. We ended up connecting to city water, but it had huge infill and we got seller financing. So it was a good deal and it's worth a lot more than what we paid for it today. But you know, it's been a good amount of capital sunk and a good amount of effort as well. So that's my first purchase kind of happened by chance was six months of due diligence, six months of contract negotiations, because we just felt like an onion, right? We just kept peeling back the layers and there was always something. And eventually we got comfortable enough and we realized like, Hey, we're getting good seller financing terms. Let's push forward on this property. You know, if it doesn't work, it's non-recourse. You know, I guess we're just going to lose our down payment, which is, which for me was at the time, everything I had, I cashed in my 401k, took the hit and then put that, you know, 30 grand or whatever it was into the deal. And I remember I probably had five grand. And as a real estate investor, you live off your cash flow potentially, but you also live off of refinances and liquidity events because you're not always, you don't necessarily have a stable W-2 when you're doing turnarounds. What kind of came out of desperation allowed me a quicker path because I had to to, to get there, right? I, 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 I couldn't just sit around because I didn't have a job anymore. And I literally cashed in my life savings. You know, it's worth more today, but I still, that park, I always have a little bit more, I want to be a little bit more hands-on. I'm a little bit more sensitive, right? When money's not, when somebody hasn't paid because it was my first deal and my, it was my life savings at the time. So that's probably why it's a little bit more intimate to me. Our guest is Charlie Ancinelli. Thanks for being on the show, Charlie. Thank you for having me. I'm a longtime listener and first-time guest. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. And Charlie is a former tech entrepreneur turned full-time mobile home park investor operator who owns and operates 10 mobile home parks comprising over 500 units and over $20 million of current market value. In addition to mobile home park investing, Charlie is also an angel investor and enjoys mentoring other entrepreneurs or people new to the real estate investing space. Charlie, again, welcome to the show. You know, obviously I've read a little about you and perfect guest for our show and just hearing the success that you've had in the space. So I'm interested about hearing where you came from. How did you do that? How did you find mobile home parks? How did you know that was the asset class for you? And then we'll talk about some other things, of course, about getting there. Yeah, so those are all great questions. If you asked me sort of 10 years ago, if I, you know, be running a little mini mobile home park empire, I certainly would not have believed you or I probably would have told you to go away. You're a crazy person. But but here I am running and managing 500 mobile home park units across Western Pennsylvania through Ohio and Indiana. And I absolutely love it and thrilled to be doing what I'm doing. So my journey to mobile home park investing really started, you know, if I think about it, probably back in 2016, I was in my mid to late 20s and I had just had my first child and my daughter and I was running a business and, and it was a good business and it was a profitable one, you know, good income. It was allowing, allowing me to have a good life and support my family, but it was, you know, very, very time consuming. I was getting burned out. You know, a lot of things you hear people complain about nine to five. Well, running a business is, is a lot of those things too. You know, you have your boss, it's just your bosses, your customers, and they're always, you know, demanding things as well. So it was a very demanding business. And I really wanted to sort of carve a path where I could eventually get my time back, but also carve a path where I can create real wealth. And so the business was a good income, but I didn't really feel like it was creating wealth. And so I had saved up sort of this nest egg of $120,000 plus or minus. And that took me a few years really to kind of accumulate. And a lot of people said, you know, 
well, hey, you're a young man, you've got a family, go buy a house, you should buy a house. That's the next logical thing to do. That's what the banks tell you to do. It's what everyone sort of says you should do. And I just, I had other objectives and I wanted to get more income streams. I wanted to, to diversify my income streams because I didn't feel, you know, being self-employed, very secure, having all of my income come from one source. And, you know, Whitney, looking back, I mean, thank goodness I, I made that decision because that business that I'm talking about that I was running is actually not even happening right now because of what's happening in this global pandemic. So I would be in a very different position talking to you today. I wouldn't be talking to you today if I didn't you know, diversify my income streams. So back in 2016, I decided I wanted to buy real estate. That seemed to be the most logical path to building long-term wealth. And so sort of on this journey of deciding, okay, well, which you know, asset class am I going to purchase? I kind of did what I think a lot of, you know, people do is, is they kind of go online, you go to bigger pockets, you go to a lot of different websites and, and different gurus. And, and so you kind of peel back the layers of what's the right investment for you. And I've always been a fan of unsexy things. I've always been a fan of chaotic industries. That's kind of where I tend to sort of, you know, believe the value is and, you know, the opportunity to sort of take chaos and organize it is where you can really capture the most value. And so that ultimately led me to this mobile home park world. And I sort of, I think, why would I own a mobile home park? Aren't mobile homes like something that depreciates in value and the tenant base and a lot of these sort of stigmas that are around it. But as I unpeeled it, as I sort of unpacked it, I discovered, oh, okay. So the goal here isn't really to own the homes. The goal here is to own the land that occupies the homes. And then, you know, ideally I want the tenants to own the homes. If they don't own them already, I'm going to sell them back on a 0% interest, you know, at least to own contract. So win-win, they're going to become homeowners. They're going to become long-term tenants. We're talking, you know, my tenants are five, 10, 15, 20 year tenants because they own their home. The homes aren't that mobile. They can't drive off in the middle of the night. You know, it does cost an average of $5,000 to really move one of these homes. So Unless you're, you know, a slumlord or a terrible landlord or gouging on prices, there's not a lot of incentive for them to move. And so when I looked at a lot of those factors, it became more appealing. And then I kind of unpacked it more. And I said, okay, well, you know, let me look at sort of the demand for this product, the demand for the space. And, you know, housing in America is only becoming more and more expensive and more cost prohibitive. And so when I look at the market forces, you know, for affordable housing, I thought, okay, this is something that I should probably invest in. This is going to be a long-term trend. I only see becoming a higher need is the need for affordable housing. And then there was one more very, very attractive, you know, sort of layer to all this. And that was the shrinking supply curve and the rising demand curve. So the rising demand curve for affordable housing, you know, met with a shrinking supply curve of mobile home parks uh, actually being demolished, you know, more each year than, than are being created. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And I won't spend this podcast getting into that. But a lot of those reasons really led me to really sort of making an unconventional decision and deciding to use my nest egg to ultimately purchase a 31 pad mobile home park in Tucson, Arizona. And I chose Tucson because I was living in California and it was something close by that I thought I could travel to relatively easily if I had to get there. And I purchased that one in 2017. I got that for $695,000 seller financing, put 120K down. 
you know, create my business plan to add value, to improve the quality of the park, you know, paint roads, you know, a lot of the basic stuff, bring in homes in the empty pads, you know, fill in vacancies, do some rehabs, a few rent raises because they were under market. Nothing, uh, this is very hard. It's not very easy, but it's also not very hard. And so I followed that plan. And in a year and a half, I was able to sell that park that I had purchased for 695000 Mind you, it's cash flowing very well throughout the entire time. And I was able to sell it for $1.325 within a year and a half. And so I thought, okay, there's something here. I think I want to do more of this. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today. 